Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Good morning, everyone out there listening today. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to this uh, podcast today. This is Wealth Standard Radio. And uh, what is it? The end of January, start of 2015, start of an amazing year. I'm excited to be talking with you today. My name is Ryan Lee. Uh, you've heard me on some of the other podcasts. I'm an agent here at Paradigm Life. And today I am extremely excited about uh, what we're going to be talking about, but not just as much about what we're going to be talking about as, as really I'm excited about who we're going to be talking with. Before I introduce this this guy, I wanted to get, take a care of a couple of house cleaning items, get a couple of announcements out of the way. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on here at Paradigm Life. Uh, if you haven't seen our website, please log on, uh, check out www.paradigmlife.net. We just revamped, relaunched, and, and re-imaged everything on our website. Uh, there's new, a new feel to it, a new look to it, new tools, new resources, uh, all of the same stuff that you had there before, Infinite 101 and all of the great things that you like, but just a whole, des- whole new design to really optimize your experience there. So check that out, paradigmlife.net. We've got a couple of other websites that we launched here recently. If you haven't been on them yet, uh, if you're looking at some retirement planning and trying to figure out what's the best retirement strategy for you, we launched a website called Know Your Retirement. So K-N-O-W, knowyourretirement.com. Check that out. Uh, It gives a lot of great tools and resources in how you can utilize this strategy to maximize your retirement income. Uh, We have a webinar tomorrow night. Brad Gibb will be hosting a webinar on qualified plans, uh, talking about, well, I won't spoil it, but talking about uh, basically, is it the right tool for you? Uh, So check that out tomorrow night, webinar. And then last thing, uh, on YouTube, we've recently started uh, posting some videos uh, called Quick Financial Tips. So some of the agents here at Paradigm Life two to three, maybe five minutes, uh, just short videos on on small strategies and things you can do to improve your budget, improve your your financial IQ, and really make some, uh, you know, an impact in, in your finances in 2015. So with all of that out of the way, um, I'm gonna take a little bit of time today, and I'm gonna introduce uh, the guests that we have speaking with us. So, you know, a lot of the webinars that we do, you know, we've got some agents going back and forth talking about what's going on in the financial world, but today, uh, we actually have a client with us. Uh, this is one of the the original clients of Paradigm Life. Uh, many people around around our our neighborhood know him as the man, the myth, and the legend. So you guys are in for a treat today. But this is a really close personal friend of mine who has been using this strategy and this system in his life for about six years now. And man, I can't wait to go through a story today because he has used it to achieve some amazing, amazing things and really in my opinion, changed the whole trajectory of his life. So I'm here joined by Jared Johnson today. Jared, why don't you say hi to the, to the, to the audience? Hey, everyone. It's good to be here. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So I'm going to kind of introduce how I know you, Jared. Uh, Jared and I, we go way back. Uh, we actually worked together several years ago, um, both kind of new in the, in, a, in the professional industry, and we worked for a medical supply company a long, long time ago. And in our time together, I think we both shared the same mindset. We both were in a situation where we knew we weren't maybe on the right financial path. We knew that we weren't on, you know, doing what we really wanted to do. And we were looking for different ways to get out of what we were doing. And uh, Jared and I share a lot of the same mentality and a lot of the same drive. 
And uh, I remember talking several times with you about all kinds of business ideas and things that we could do to change. Do you remember some of those early conversations? Oh, I do. And it, I mean, some of the conversations was, you know, based around, you know, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to build our wealth? And, you know, it's always in the past for me has always been focused around, you know, I, I need more schooling. I need more of this. I need to invest in my 401k more. And, um, you know, it was, but I never knew how to get to that next step, how to get that extra money, how to get that extra leverage to, you know, go after some dreams. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we both kind of came up in the same type of mindset. And I'm going to call it the traditional mindset, right? Of, you know, go to school, get a good job, work in that good job indefinitely, I guess, right? Invest your money in the 401k and, and everything will be okay. And I remember being early on on that financial path and I realized, you know, this is not working. This is not what I want to do. I don't feel like I'm in control. I'm not going where I want yeah. to go. What's the solution? Maybe it's to go back and get more education. We both did that, right? We both went back and got a master's degree. Did that, did yeah. that help? No, it didn't at all. Actually, you know, I, I was thinking about that. And uh, when I first got my bachelor's degree, you know, I got a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and I discovered real quickly that I hated sitting at a cubicle. I hated sitting in front of a computer for eight, nine, ten hours a day um, designing things. I, I was more of a hands-on person. I enjoyed tearing things apart. I enjoyed building things. I enjoyed creating something out of nothing. Um, but so when I started to kind of just see my path as a, you know, getting done to school, I realized that electrical engineering wasn't what I wanted to do and kind of worked my way into the biomedical engineering field, worked into the medical devices. And I realized I was in a position with more student loan debt than I had income coming in. Um, those electrical engineers or those biomedical engineers that are making making good money, you, know, I, you start to realize real quickly that they've been in the industry for 20, 30 years. And, you know, I needed to pay my student loan debts back now. Yeah, that, that's kind of crazy, you know, and I, I think that alludes to a lot of what the typical financial advice is today. I mean, you know, many students go out and they do exactly that, right? They go into exorbitant amounts of student loan debts in the hope of obtaining some type of a job after the fact that will magically make you a lot more income, which will be able to get you out of debt. You know, that a lot of people talk about the student loan crisis being the next bubble to burst in our economy. We're not going to talk too much about that today, but did did taking on student loans and getting your master's degree, did that help you get where you wanted to go? Yeah, no, it didn't. And, uh, you know, actually, I I still, I'm in the, you know, I guess you could call it the corporate world, and I'm still working in I mean, realistic, I do have a master's in project management now, but I don't use it directly. I mean, I use it indirectly, but I'm still an engineer. I'm still tearing apart instruments. I'm still fixing instruments, um, but I don't physically directly use my master's degree. And, you know, I honestly, I knowing what I know now with Paradigm, I used to think I was going to get my master's degree, climb the corporate ladder, and be successful, and you know, have a nice house, nice cars, you know, the whole thing. And I guess now, I mean, it's shifted so quickly to I think that's like the least desire that I'd ever want is to 
you know, be the next VP or director of whatever. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk a little bit about that shift because I think you and I, we kind of made that shift in tandem a little bit together. We, you know, we both started on, on a process kind of at the same time. And, you know, I'll preface, preface what you did with kind of what I did. And I remember being in this situation, I had a master's degree, you know, kind of the same thing. And I just realized that working in the corporate world, working for someone else and being out of control, really of my career, but more importantly of my investments, I felt like I was kind of stuck in what rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki calls the rat race, right? I had to continue to run, I had to continue to follow orders, and I had to continue on this path indefinitely. And you know, if you're listening today, maybe you can resonate with that. I mean, there's a lot of people that feel that 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 trapness, right, in, in the world that we live in today. So, what I did is uh, I started looking for new avenues, new you know, financial education, new ways to do things. And as I looked into d- various different products, I realized you know the stock market would really take a great deal of expertise. And my 401k was never going to get me financially free. And I knew <laughs> that as I started looking into it, I had no idea what I was even invested in. So I started doing a lot of research and a lot of reading, and I feel extremely fortunate I came across um, the folks here at Paradigm Life you know, nearly six years ago. And I remember sitting in front of Patrick individually saying, okay, this is what I wanna do, and I'm not sure how to do it. And Patrick taught me some of the financial principles that have changed my life. Once I, once I kinda got going on this path, I was pretty stoked, and I was pretty excited, and I remember sharing that with you. And uh, how, how did you feel once once you kind of came in contact with Patrick and, and started learning some different financial strategies? You know, when I first heard about it, I, I, I guess I've always been a little leery, and I think I've always been taught, you know, about uh, getting the, I mean, these programs, these seminars that people come up with of, you know, it, it was too good to be true. I mean, and so I kind of distanced myself from those, and, you know, I... I know you were so excited about it and talking about it at work. You know, I, I'm like, I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta look into it. And it was the first time we met with him was amazing because it was relaxed. I was, I, when I met with him, I felt like, you know, I cared just as much as probably some of his clients that are, you know, bigger than you know I'd ever be but it's one of those things that I was looked at as a person that you know mattered and you know that there was a passion to teach me and to help me change my way of thinking and my views on uh, financial freedom yeah and, and I like that I like what you just said there change your way of thinking um, you know one of the things I think that you know we talk a lot about and one of the things that you implemented with so much perfection in your life is changing your way of thinking and and as opposed to letting others and economies and qualified plans and markets and and, you know a boss being charge of your financial future you decided to take responsibility and control of it yourself and you know that's that's a scary leap to make unless you have someone there to help guide you and give you the education or help provide you with the education to do so did you feel like paradigm and patrick provided that for you that education Oh, um, more than enough. Um, you know, and still to this day, I we meet me and my wife uh, meet with Patrick. You know, probably on a quarterly basis now. And um, I mean, I can't believe the things he's helped me out with. You know, starting uh, with my wife and starting real estate, and with me starting a new business, and um, how he's. I mean, 
pretty much taken what he's learned and how he's grown uh, Paradigm Life and really, I mean, like helped me and gave me the tools, gave me the encouragement, gave me everything I need to, you know, step out of that, you know, comfort zone and, you know, take those leaps. And I mean, honestly, I don't think I would be in the position I would be today if I didn't come to that, you know, meeting. I I echo that completely. I feel the same way about the education I received. It's totally changed my life, 100% changed my life. Coming back to control, um, you know, if we look at a person's financial future, right? It's you and your family, you have a financial future. You have goals, you have aspirations, you have things that you want to accomplish. I remember feeling in the financial path that I was in that my financial future was out of my control. And if I became successful, it would be due to elements within the market, within my 401k, within mutual funds, that I really didn't have a whole lot of knowledge, A, and control, B, to, to impact. Did you ever feel that way about your financial tools that you were using? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was stressful, and it was almost an unknown to the point where I pushed it under the rug. Um, you know, my net, you know, our our next, uh, you know, purchase or our next um, vacation was all based on what my raise was going to be the next year. I mean, how much uh, refund I got from my 401k. I mean, it, it, we relied on other people to plan out our future. Yeah, now that's a stressful place to be. I mean, one of the things I share with clients when I meet with them, there is no one out there that will care more about the success of your financial plan and your financial future than you. And that's that's 100% true. That a 401k, a company, you know, something like that, that's, that's, that's not gonna do it. You have to take control. So what kind of transition? You sat down with Patrick. You obviously, you know, got a whole different paradigm shift. You set up your first policy. And this is probably, in my opinion, one of the most exciting things. <laughs> Man, you ran with it. You ran with that policy and you ran with that strategy. So when when you set up your policy, you decided to take your policy and take this new education and get into real estate. And I remember when you first got into real estate, you had some mentors and you had some people around you helping yeah. you do your first deal. And tell me a little bit about, as you did that first deal, you didn't you didn't treat it as a passive investment. You really got in and got educated and, and really soaked up everything as a sponge. Tell me a little bit about what you've done in real estate from starting with this concept to today. Yeah, no, I, you know, actually I remember sitting in at our company with, with you and I remember, I remember specifically you saying, hey, I'm gonna take an early lunch. I'm gonna go close on my second invest, my mortgage. I'm like, what you know i i i knew we were all in the same boat i didn't know pays but i did know that we all weren't you know we were just kind of an average american out there i'm like how's he affording another house you know and that really got me interested and got me intrigued and um little i know is i mean i mean i wouldn't be able to afford another house um but with the mentors and with you i was able to start to you know think how can i you know, buy that second house. How can I, you know, start my, I mean, I really like this concept. I like someone, I mean, I like the concept of money working for me instead of me working for money. And, you know, the one thing that we could do, we met with the lenders and the one option they gave me was, is, you know, you can't qualify for a second mortgage. You don't have a down payment for a second mortgage. 
but you do have a house that you could rent out. Are you, you know, are you comfortable, you know, moving out of your home and putting renters in it? And I'm like, oh man, that's a, that's a radical idea. <laughs> and it was a, I mean, something big that we, you know, I'm like, well, I, I don't really, I like my house. We just got it remodeled. I, but you know, it doesn't have my garage that I've always wanted. It doesn't, it's a little home and it was a nice little home, but it was, it, and so we decided at that point, you know, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen to us? I mean, we end up in this with the same job, the same bills. The only difference would be is I would have bad credit at the end of the day if something failed. Um, so I figured, you know, let's take the risk. And we ended up moving out and renting a basement apartment. And we put renters in our house. And, you know, the... I remember that feeling that we got. I mean, we did an open house on Saturday, and we had five applicants. And, I mean, I couldn't believe, I mean, what people were paying for rents and how much, you know, I started to do the math about how much wealth and how much extra income that would be a month. I mean, I remember doing my, we would do a budget. We've always done a budget. And we would do our budget, pay our bills, pay our student loans, you know, pay, pay our food, electricity and stuff. And we would, I remember sitting there with my wife thinking we have a hundred bucks left to buy groceries and to pay gas to get back and forth to work, you know? And so how are we going to decide just, you know, disperse that extra money. And then when I, when we got that first rental and we realized like, wow, I mean, <laughs> what did that do to your cash flow with that first rental? Um, so with that first cash flow, I mean, we, we cash flowed 600 bucks a month, the first home we did. And I mean, to me, that was more than, you know, five years of raises. Yeah. I mean, to get $500 a month was, you know, we didn't know what to do with. And it was a very, uh, a very tricky situation because immediately, you know, I think just like. What I've done thousands of times before, you know, when I get a 401k return, when I get a new raise, I spent it, you know, and this was one of those when I, when we met with Patrick and when he started to talk about some of the changes and new mentalities of how to think about money, um, we made a decision right then that this money was only going to be, this is my 401k, this money gets reinvested. And we lived like we continued to live, and we invest. We just kept rolling our investments over, and so that's how it started. Um, it is an amazing, an amazing start. I, I want to keep talking about that. I want to bring up just a couple quick elements of what you just said there, because I think this is key in this paradigm shift that you that you make. You know, when you first decided to get going in real estate, if you looked at typical real estate investing, you could not do it. You didn't. You couldn't do it. You didn't have enough money. You know, you might have had the credit. You didn't have partners. You took it upon yourself to get the education that you need and find a way to do it. You took control. And by by you moving out of your house and turning that house into a first rental property, you increased your cash flow by five, six hundred dollars per month. You took control. You had a mentality shift and, and took that that capital and turned it into your future investment. You didn't touch it. It wasn't a permission to go on, on an extra trip or go out to eat 10 extra times per month. It was the the start of something pretty special. 
And yeah. I, I know the rest of the story. You took that. You took that first property. Very quickly, you moved out of that basement apartment and you bought a, another primary residence, right? In six months, yeah. I was told by the lenders that I had to, in order to um, classify our rental as an asset, that we had to be a seasoned landlord. And I, I believe he told us that it took six months. So at that six month, I mean, we found another home. We took some of the things that we've learned from uh, mentors and stuff, and we bought below market value. We actually bought an estate property that was uh, an elderly lady lived in, and it's just, it it was had good bones, but it was extremely worn and old. And I mean, we ended up getting a, a great deal on it, and we just tore the thing apart while we were living in it. And I mean, it was a construction zone for six months, but... So you and so you moved into a new primary residence. You fixed up that property, and didn't you do it again? Right? Didn't you move yeah. out of that one again? Yeah. So we did it again because we realized that, and we didn't have the money. And yeah, six hundred bucks was great every month, but it wasn't enough to build up to still buy an investment property. But I mean, we did it once. Um, we were living out of you know apartment. We were living. You know, most of our stuff was still packed up in a trailer and so I mean why not do it again and so what we ended up doing was is we fixed it up made it made it a home that we would want to live in and we turned around and put renters in that one I mean people family was thinking we were crazy I mean friends were thinking we were crazy and but we realized if hey we can get five six hundred bucks a month our house payment's the same. We were in the same neighborhood, the same market. I know I can get another five, 600 bucks if I put renters in. So then my, my mentality started to change. My, the shift of, you know, like, it's a lot easier for money to work for me than it was for me working for money. And it, yeah. it, it, was, a, it, it was an aha moment when I realized, like, we're in a second house. We have someone else in another house that's paying the mortgage. Let's do it again. Yeah. Man, that is such an amazing story that you took the initiative. You took what many would consider an impossible task, and you found a way to make it possible. And you really took control over how you were going to, to start investing in real estate. And subsequently, you were using the banking strategy of, you know, taking money and not treating it as, as you know, an, an influx of extra capital, but you were kind of using that snowball approach. Yeah. Taking the money and snowballing it into your next deal. So now you have two properties, each one cash flowing five to $600. You just gave yourself a, a raise yeah. that was probably equivalent to a quarter of your, your pay or 20% of yeah. your pay at that 20, time, right? Yeah, about 25% of my pay. I mean, that's amazing. And you did that in the space of what, 12 months, give or yeah. take? Yeah, a little less than 12 months we did that. And now, Remind me, did you do it one more time before you moved into the primary that you're in now, or how many more times did you do that? Actually, that was the last time before we moved into our primary residence that we have now, and our initial goal was to do the same exact thing, but the family started growing. Um, we just fell in love with the area that we are in now, mm -hmm. and it's just, and, you know, honestly, between our banking policies and our rentals and, you know, starting to get build relationships with other investors and um, other um, real estate 
investors and, you know, coaches, I was able to kind of take off from there and be able to build, start building my wealth. I mean, we, we did end up saving up in the space of 12 months. We ended up saving up about, I think it was like thirteen, fourteen thousand $14,000. And I ended up partnering with another guy and we bought a house together. And that was my first like investment. That was my first time I had enough money to go in and buy something. Yeah. You know, I, I, value. I love I love the way you took th- this whole concept. I mean, you took control. You educated yourself. I know today you sit in a position of expertise, and you have many people coming to you, asking you for suggestions, asking you for help, asking you know, wondering how the heck you did what you've done, and it's because you took the initiative. And not only did you 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 take the initiative, you learned all along the way. You learned the lessons that you needed to learn to become a more and more successful investor with every investment. So your your third deal was through partnering. Yeah, I know you've gone on and done multiple deals through partnering. I know you've done fix and flips. You've done buy and holds. Uh, you still have, I think, those first two residents that you originally started off with back in in. You know, the we actually right? just sold one. Uh, we sold our very first home we ever bought. We we actually just sold it uh, about two months ago. And actually got a very substantial return, and you know we're super excited this year to be able to reinvest it. I mean, it never crossed my mind. You know, I'm gonna buy a new car. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a new four wheeler. I'm gonna buy that new boat. I mean, because I could buy a new boat with this, and I I've it was many friends are like, oh man, you should buy you know buy this, buy that. And I mean, that was never, never crossed my mind. What crossed me and my wife's mind was, is the opportunity we were going to have this year and how excited we were to take what we initially started with and be able to use that. I mean, I mean, we've changed the way we do things in life and it's definitely changed our family's life. I mean, I, I think about where I used to be, where I, I think, I still think about that time when, you know, we do our budget and we just had a hundred dollars to, you know, spend. Yeah. And, you know, and I often run into people and friends and family and just acquaintances that, you know, the common question, I mean, the common remark I always heard is, you know, it would be nice to be able to do this, but I don't. I'm I'm not in that position. I don't have that kind of money to do it. And you know, it always lights me up when I hear that because I used to be in that very spot they were in. Yeah. And it I've got an answer for you. Yeah. I mean, but hold on because it's it's a it's a crazy one and if you're not ready to <laughs> Well, yeah. I, and I think that's that's part of the problem with with our financial plans today. I mean, we shift so much control and so much responsibility onto other entities that we hope will just magically take care of us. They don't have our first priority in mind. A four hundred one k doesn't have our first priority in mind. If if you want more evidence on that, watch this webinar tomorrow. I mean, you know what yeah. most people are doing, it will never ever give them financial freedom. I mean, it, it's 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 a really tough place that most people do, and they're not willing to accept accept responsibility and to make changes. You did that. That's what this this program, that's what we teach here is is shifting your paradigm, you know, using education, using tools and resources that you control. And man, you've done that amazingly. I'll I'll just kind of recap a little bit of what you said. Then I want to talk a little bit about your wife because she also did some amazing things in real estate as well. 
um, or has done, I guess, amazing things in real yeah, estate. Is doing. Is doing <laughs> currently. Um, so let's see what. Let's, oh, okay, so with kind of recapping what you told me, so you you've come to a point now where you started with nothing, you used education and you used control to achieve great great results. I remember being in a house with you last year. We were looking at an investment property together, and you you use that la- that line that you just used here on the podcast. Your real estate investing is kind of like your traditional four hundred one k. I mean, you're putting you're taking control of your financial future and you're snowballing your profits in your policy and and in real estate together to create financial security for yourself. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I you know, I forgot to mention and stuff and which has been a huge uh help is, you know, when we first started working with Patrick was the time I first did my first rental and we had that money and we actually that's when we started our first policy. That money that we earned got put into a policy. And once it got put into the policy, when we bought our second home, that money that was in our policy was the money that we used to renovate our home. And then, then it, obviously, that rent, when we moved out of that one, paid back the policy. And so it kind of, you know, just to, I guess, let the listeners know about how I used my bank on yourself and how Paradigm helped me is, I mean, that when I talk about the mentality of how my money works for me and stuff, I mean, that directly came from, you know, Patrick's passions and what he taught me. And, you know, still to this day, when I don't have that power yet to be able to take out a mortgage from myself and to uh, pay cash for a home, but I am at that position where if we do buy a home, you know, I can cover the I can cover the renovations. I can cover the down payments. I can, I can do all that by myself through myself. And I mean, it's it's liberating knowing that, you know, I'm doing this and I'm not relying on a bank to do this for me. I'm not relying on uh, a family member or friends or yeah. anything. And, and you know, the cool part about that, if you're new to to this concept, if you're new to infinite banking. Check out some of our webinars. Go to Infinite 101. Look at how this this concept can help you out, both short-term and long-term, because what Jared just talked about is he had his money working for him in a policy, which means that money is continuing to compound and grow for the long-term, but he had the ability to use it today to achieve short-term goals. He, He was able to make his money do two separate things for him, and that is such a powerful tool there. I mean, it's just amazing what, what that can do for you. So I want to talk a little bit about Amy because Amy, your wife, uh, she's also in real estate. And when you guys first got going, I remember, I remember when I first met Amy, she is a fireball and she's really creative. She's really, uh, she's really unique in finding unique ways to do things. And uh, she has since now, you know, taken the education that she learned as you guys being investors and she's become a realtor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she would always handle the, the renters and the applications and the open houses. And she loved it. She actually, because she loved it so much, we did our first one and, you know, we, we didn't have another one for a little while. We actually did a couple, I think we actually did one for you. I mean, she hosted an open house for you and she hosted an open house for a couple other people and just loved, you know, representing them and, you know, getting to meet, uh, potential renters and stuff. And, um, yeah, that's how she kind of, before that, she was a high school teacher. Yeah. And she just found a love that, you know, 
gave her more opportunity and more freedom financially than, you know, working nine to five would have given her. Yeah. And she's taken that and done amazing things. I mean, it, you know, I know that, that she's helped me buy some investment properties in the last couple of years with what she's done. She's become a great resource in the community here to local investors. She won, you were telling me she won a recent award for last year for how many homes she sold. She, she has sold, right? Yeah. So she's only been a realtor for a year and I'm, I think she by herself sold about 13. I mean, there's probably about almost up to 20 um, when it comes to like working with other realtors and stuff. But for being a first-year realtor, I mean, I think that's an amazing goal to have and an opportunity that she had. And I don't think it could have been possible without, uh, you know, the knowledge that we got. And the, I mean, she we found, I mean, she had that energy, but we took that energy and directed. I, she was able to direct it into, you know, things she loved. Yeah. We're going to come back and talk about Amy here in just a minute. Let's go back to you and talk a little bit more about you, right? So you've done real estate. You've, you've achieved a great deal of success in real estate. You know, you've elevated your cash flow. You have a, a quite sizable portfolio right now. Um, you you use your knowledge to, to leverage it into an amazing primary residence. I mean, the, the house that you live in and the, the location that you live in now is is amazing. And you used, you know, all of these tools to kind of snowball you to the to the point where you're at today. But real estate has always been kind of a tool that you used. I don't know if I would say it's been your passion. And recently, you decided to take things one step further. And tell us, tell us what you've done recently. You know, so recently, I actually took my policy and I... Uh, started a graphics company. I've always, before I graduated college, I was an automotive painter. I loved airbrushing. I loved artwork. So anything that I love taking a rusty car and creating it into something that people, I, my thought was, is if I can get you to turn, turn your head while I drove past that I did a, you know, <laughs> I did the job right. Yep. And so I've always loved that. And so when I did, when I built my garage, when I, you know, when I moved into my house, built my garage stuff, I'm like, oh, I want a place that I can work on a car and I can start doing a lot of this on the side. Maybe, it's, you know, just for fun as a hobby, you know, when I get home from work. And um, so I started to research, you know, a lot of what um, kind of current trends are when it comes to the painting industry and what people are doing. And I found that a lot of people were starting to wrap their cars. You know, it's, it's a non-permanent solution that will give you amazing effects and opportunity that a paint was given. And when you're sick of it, you could peel it off. So I used my policy um, and ended up buying myself a digital printer. And <laughs> I, as a hobby, I, you know, I thought this was going to be fun. You know, I could get some French cars and we could do some designs and make some cool cars. And then I started to realize the opportunity that I was in with the printers and with uh, what the capabilities of them were. And um, I ended up starting a graphics company, a printing business. So we do signs, banners, vehicle wraps, window wall murals. Um, so it's it's been an amazing, a busy year last year, but an amazing one. Yeah, I mean, 
Jared, this is why your story, so, your story is so amazing. You know, it's really been five years, right, since you started making this paradigm shift. It hasn't been 15, 20, no. 25 yeah, years. five years. <laughs> if you had stayed on the path you were b before, right, you might have had a few promotions, you might have had a few raises, you might yeah. have had to take on some more responsibility, maybe travel more, who knows what that, that, that career path would have looked like for you. But I doubt you would have been in the financial position you are today. Highly doubt. I, I know I wouldn't be. Um, just because, and I see it all the time in today's world now. I, I mean, I might have made a lot of money, but my financial knowledge and what I would have been doing would be exactly what I feel that most Americans do or most people in the world do. They go to go to school, get a job, get a job. You know, invest in your four hundred one k. And by the time you're sixty years old, you're starting to think about: Do I have enough money in my four hundred one k to retire? You don't even. I don't even know how much money it would take me to retire. I don't even know how much my investment's growing at. I mean, it would be. I think it would. I it would be a shock to me because I hear it so many times now. Where, you know, well, I got my Social Security if it's still there, and I'll have my pension from this job and you know I think I'll be like they don't know yeah. and I didn't know yeah. and I would probably be making more money and you know promotions raises whatever it was but I think I would still be doing my budget and I would still be saying we've got this much money left over at the end of the month yeah because my passion my attitude my direction of how I looked at money wouldn't have changed it would have you know it would have been uh, the same yeah but at a higher pay scale yeah well I'll, I'll tell you Jared um, your story inspires me I mean when I look at what you've accomplished over the last five years in real estate starting your business I mean I've been a direct beneficiary of your business many <laughs> times that you should see my house and you should see my brother's cars and I mean, Jared, you, you've done amazing things for the community. You've done amazing things for yourself and amazing things for your family. And I would say you've done it based on your intuition, based on your knowledge, based on the expertise that you've developed. But you decided to, to come to that fork in the road and you decided to take control. And part of taking control is having the education, the tools and the resources. And you've become a resource, but you started off with some of the education that that paradigm provides. And Who would have thought? Awesome. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? I mean, I go to you for, for expertise all the time now. It's, it's <laughs> awesome to come to you and say, Jared, should I, what should I do with this house? Where do you think I should buy? What do you think, what do you, think I should do here? And, and you, you are an amazing resource. So <clears throat> again, if you're new to this concept, really what this concept is about, there's two sides of the equation here. We set up an insurance policy, right? And we've, we set it up completely different from how most people view insurance. And it's really designed to focus on and build the cash value. We call this the living benefits. You can use the living benefits of life insurance the entire time you're alive. And you can use it in dynamic and, and remarkable ways as you have done. But there's another side to this equation. And if you're okay with it, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this other side and how it particularly re relates to you. Yeah. Um, we use life insurance, right? That's the vehicle that we use here. And in the beginning, when we set up these policies, oftentimes what we try to do is we try to diminish the value, I guess you could say, to a certain degree of, of the life insurance and really focus on the cash value. But at the end of the day, we have a life insurance policy. We want it to qualify as a life insurance policy to get some of the tax benefits that are offered for life insurance policies. You recently um, have, have 
probably a, a new perspective on the value of life insurance. And uh, recently, you, you mentioned you took out a, a new policy on your wife, Amy, right? Yeah. And actually, this was probably one of the bigger policies we've ever done. It was it was a huge step for us because it was it was substantial. And But we, we did it because we knew Amy was, you know, just rocking the real estate. And, I mean, we were going to use that money and invest it wisely and you know make it use it for a better future instead of that new truck or that new sports car or something we were gonna make sure that this changed our future before we changed our lifestyle yeah and uh yeah we so um what ended up happening was is uh we just opened up the policy and i mean i'd say no more than six months after we made our um first payment to this policy and the policy was on amy right yeah the policy was on amy and um we made the first policy and we found out at the end of 2013 that she was diagnosed with uh, uh with cancer and it kind of like took a, i mean i guess put the i mean we hit a wall <laughs> real quick and uh you know life um, definitely uh changed uh I wouldn't necessarily say for the worse, but it made it change to the point where there were still ambitions in our life and still thoughts that I guess really didn't matter anymore because, I mean, we were hit with a life-changing yeah. diagnose. Yeah. You know. And a Amy's young, right? I mean, a Amy's really, really young. And uh, I remember talking to you, you know, during that time and, and – kind of a scary time, right? Kind yeah. of a stressful time. Um, if we talk about life insurance, right? So, I mean, you had a policy that you set up and in addition to cash value, that life insurance protected really what I consider to be the most important asset, which is the individual. That policy on your wife, um, you know, she is now uninsurable at this point, but she has a guaranteed whole life policy yeah. that, that would provide financial stability um, in the event that something happened. You know, and, right? and that was... It was it was a hard and awkward conversation to have as husband and wife because I don't want to think about the worst thing that could happen to her and but it was a conversation that I think had to be had and you know it was I mean we feel so in, indebted and uh, you know honored to be a part of this um, company and what Patrick has given us because when we thought about okay well you do have an insurance policy on this. We do have our policies in place. I mean, worst comes the worst, at least I'll be able to pay off all of our mortgages and I could stay at home with the kids. I could I could be that rock for the kids. I could be there for them if you weren't there. I mean, it was a horrible thing to think about, but it was, uh, I mean, the conversation about, what I would do is in work or um, raise the kids or what we would do didn't really last long because we knew the security was there. Yeah. We, we knew that, I mean, and it was a value that we have not thought about until this happened. Yeah. And, I mean, well, and thinking about that security, just, just from an outside looking in, you know, when you have that security, that, that frees your mind, that frees you up to really focus on spending time with your wife and making yeah. sure that she gets the best treatment that she needs. 
without that, how many, I mean, you would have had so many more stresses of what yeah. am I going to do? How am I going to cover this? You know, it, 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 it freed you up to really do what was most important. Yeah, and that's what I, I mean, that's what was such a relief is when we thought about it, we knew we didn't have to think about it long because we knew where those things would come, where our financial resources would come from. And we had the opportunity to, that wasn't a stress anymore. She was able to, um, and I really strongly believe that, you know, I mean, she needs to be stress-free during a recovery. She needs to have that opportunity to um, feel positive and to feel, you know, feel as much energy as she can going through a lot of the therapy she did. And I can only imagine having a financial burden on you and worrying about if your family's going to be okay during uh, specific times that, you know, how much that would affect your health and stuff. As hopefully has been evidenced in this podcast, um, you you are the asset. Each and every one of you listening to this podcast, you, your, your individual self, you are the most important, most reliable, most dynamic asset that there is. It's not a 401k. It's not what you invest in. It's not even real estate. It's you that are the asset. And you can use your human value, your creativity, your ingenuity to create anything that you want. And, and life insurance in and of itself is the the one tool that can protect the value of life. Yeah. And so it's, it's an amazing resource the way we structure these policies. You've got life insurance combined with living benefits, you know, the cash value. And hopefully you've seen in this conversation, you can combine them for, for you know, dynamic results. Let's put a positive spin on, on uh, well, obviously positive. Let's put a little <laughs> bit of a, a more happy note on, on this conversation about Amy. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit about her recovery at so this point. Everything's been good now. Uh, she, all the treatments went well. Um, she's been cancer-free. She goes in frequently for scans, and they all come back positive. And, you know, she, ha- she hasn't skipped a beat. She's been just same old fireball, same old high energy, and, I mean, doing deals, calling clients, you know, she's hasn't skipped a beat one bit. And, I mean, she's definitely my rock, and, yeah. you know, she's definitely um, helps me, you know, reminds me that we need to schedule an appointment with Paradigm Life. We need to <laughs> – because, you know, through all this – and the, you know, the impressive and remarkable thing that I think about as in credit to Paradigm Life is we weren't just sold an idea and then left to tackle it on our own. We were, I mean, it, it's a friendship and a, a life mentor. I mean, we talk to Patrick, you know, regularly and we, and he knows what's going on in our life and he gives us tools, he gives us suggestions and he's gives us encouragement i mean i mean it's a friendship and a an opportunity that i mean i'll never you know take for granted and you know i mean i know that it's he's always there for us if we ever need any type of questions answered yeah i appreciate you sharing that i i feel the same way as starting off as a client of paradigm lives it's it's amazing how just those resources and those tools and that guidance and that that mentorship and just someone a, a good sounding board to bounce ideas off of someone that's grounded in in really solid financial principles it's amazing how much that's changed life 
you know, to Amy's credits, you know, she is a rock star. She, I mean, I wish she was sitting here with us right now. Yeah. She's a rock star. <laughs> we, you know, I was just talking to you before this podcast. Amy was emailing you and I. We're doing a, a real estate deal together right now that we just yeah. that we're closing on here in the next couple of weeks. And she was emailing a, a bunch last week about you know some closing information and the offer and some you know things like that. And come to find out, she was doing it from the beach in Hawaii, right? Yeah, it <laughs> drives me nuts sometimes. You know, put up the, hang up the phone, hang up the iPad. I mean, she's. She's always, you know, hold on, one more email, I got to get this, you know, and she, her customers are always put right up there, and she's, I mean, I guess, you know, just a little quick story, she built her model of being a real estate agent off of what we struggled with a lot of times at the beginning, you know, not being able to get our phone answered when we had questions, especially being a real estate client. I mean, there's so many questions. You don't know everything that goes on, um, what the bank needs, what this means, what the disclosures are talking about. And she gets next to her clients and she is with them completely through the closing answer. I mean, she has never missed a phone call. I mean, usually when I'm talking to her, it's like, hang on one second, I got to take this call. <laughs> and, you know, and I've gotten used to it. And I know that, you know, if I was in that person's shoe, I, I'd be grateful that I knew I was getting a hold of someone that, you know, valued their time and concerns just as much as she had when she started. For sure. I've been on the receiving end of Amy's expertise several times now, and it's been a, an absolute blessing. So hopefully I want to just kind of recap what we talked about today, Jared, because we just went through the last five years of your life. And it's been, <laughs> I mean, looking back on it now, has it not been a fun ride? Has it not been somewhat of a roller coaster, but somewhat of a fun ride as oh, well? Oh, it's been an amazing ride. It's been Last year was a little exhausting with the cancer and the new business and what did we do, two or three homes during that time. And yeah, been very, uh, it's been a roller coaster, but a rewarding roller coaster. And it's something that, I mean, I'm ready for another year of it. So you, you've, had, you've had an amazing ride and you've done some amazing things. We've kind of referenced back to where you started, and uh, you know that, that's what I'd say to the listeners out there. You and I are very similar. We both started in the same office, yep. sitting side by side, wanting to do the same things, but realizing that the path that we were on was not going to get us there. It was hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams, <laughs> right? And that, that's, that's financial hopes is not a strategy. It's putting, it's closing your eyes, sticking your head in the sand, and not not being willing to look at it until sometimes it's too late. Um, by, but by taking a hard look at what is offered out there by the traditional media and the traditional financial resources industry, maybe you'll realize that, uh, or maybe maybe not, but maybe you'll you'll realize that there's things that can be improved on. If you're not a client of Paradigm's, Paradigm Life, please reach out to us. That's what we do. That's what we focus on. We work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, just as Patrick did with you and Patrick did with me. We understand what you're trying to accomplish, what you're working with, and we set up a plan that will literally give you control to create and do whatever you want. And your story is an amazing story. What you've been able Thanks. to accomplish over the last <laughs> five years, man, I, I sit back and I feel a little bit, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of what you've done over the last five years. I remember you moving from house to house and that was your strategy to do it. And I just thought, man, that is so much work. Oh, we were crazy. Everyone thought we were crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, and the funny thing was, is the first two homes were in the same neighborhood, um, literally a street over, but, we just loved the area and the potential so much. We just, yeah, I, I think people were thinking what 
really was going, you know, like, there's got to be something else going on. Why do they keep moving back, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think of this cartoon that, that sometimes I share with clients. Uh, it was referenced by, by one of the other agents here. It's a, it's a black sheep cartoon, right? And there's this, there's this a, a herd of white sheep, and they're all walking toward a cliff and just kind of systematically walking off the cliff. And there's one black sheep in the middle of all the white sheep walking the opposite way. And as he's bumping, you know, bumping along all the white sheep that are, you know, walking over the cliff, he's trying to get out of the, go the opposite way, saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. There's very few people in this world that achieve financial independence, that achieve their financial dreams. The people that do are people that are oftentimes walking in the opposite direction, doing something completely different than what the herd is doing. Yeah. And that's something that you've done. And as you did it, many people looked around and said you were crazy. Now that you've done it, those same people come to you and said, Jared, how did you do what you've done and what can I do differently? Have you, have you had people come up to you? Yeah, um, actually many people. And um, I'm, I'm always willing to share and try to be a mentor myself. I've never... Um, I've always taken the opportunities and taken, you know, the mentorship that Patrick and Paradigm Life has given me is, and, you know, I'm treated just like anyone else when I come here, whether, you know, I, you know, am a millionaire or I'm a guy making $40,000 a year, barely scraping by, I was treated the same. And I try to treat everyone the same when I look at people is because I, I mean, I was given an opportunity and it's my, it's, it's my, um, responsibility to share that. Yeah. Jared, you're awesome. I, I appreciate you coming in here and taking the time. I mean, you know, we've been friends for a long time now and just watching your, your path has been fun for me. It's been exciting for me. And <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that those of you who are listening, this is achievable. This is doable. You can do it at any stage in your life. Obviously, the earlier the better. You're you're in what mid thirties now. Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, thirty three. Gosh, That's it's it. amazing. Not mid yet. Almost. <laughs> Not <even> mid. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to add too many too many years there. But it's amazing what you can do. Earlier the better. If you're a young listener, if you're an older listener preparing for retirement, we have strategies that can can kind of condense your time frame and help you get reorganize the assets that you've built up and, and put you in a better financial position. It's my opinion that no matter what stage of life you're in, there are always improvements that we can make by using tools and resources that put you in the driver's seat, that put you in control. And that's what we focus on at Paradigm Life, is helping you achieve your individual financial goals. Tell the listeners um, how they can connect with you as a business owner now. Give, could you put out some of the resources that you have? Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, so you can obviously connect uh, with me through uh, LinkedIn. I mean, I'm not much of a social media junkie, but Infinite Graphics is on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. So, I mean, or www.infinitegrfx.com is, is our website. Um, but yeah, we. my phone numbers are on there, uh, emails. I mean, if anyone ever wants someone to reach out to or have some questions uh, a little more about what we've talked about or I'd love to answer them or if there's some way we can help them business-wise. <laughs> tell you, I've, I've got some amazing pictures hanging in, in my house that uh, that you did, some family portraits that you wrapped and uh, we were t just today talking about putting up a, a wall mural of Ninjago and for yeah. those of you who don't have little kids, this is little Lego Ninja Warriors or something like that, but putting up one of these wall murals in, in, in uh, my, my son's room this is all stuff that you specialize in, in yeah. creating unique graphics for vehicles, for homes, for businesses. 
and uh, yeah, reach out, I, reach out to Jared. I keep it to my same concept when I did cars. You know, I want people. I did my job. If someone can, will turn their head and create a conversation over a piece, a house, a car, a shop, and that's what I enjoy doing. So awesome. I found a passion. Jared, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in today. I appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, reaching out to some of our listeners and telling them your experience as a client of Paradigm Life. So thank you for taking that time today, Jared. I appreciate you guys having me. All right. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. 